from west to east and kingdom to kingdom, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. Connecting with Walt is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to episode 230 of the Diz Unplugged, Connecting with Walt podcast. I am your host and Diz historian, Michael Bowling, and I am joined by my co-host, executive producer, and good friend, Craig Williams. Craig, how are you today? I'm doing just fine. How are you, Michael? Oh, I'm fine. Although, boy, I barely got the intro out. (laughs) I I am still exhausted from the Pacific Northwest mass meet. It took a lot out of me this this time so but a lot of traveling a lot of um we were talking you know before the show how much i dislike seattle tacoma airport i there were delays on both of my flights where you know we flew in and we were stuck you know waiting because our gate wasn't cleared yet we waited 30 minutes before we got in then on the way out when i was leaving we were stuck on the plane 90 minutes because there was a fuel imbalance and they had to turn off the air conditioner and it was hot up there and uh it was just so the travel part of it was miserable but uh, we'll talk more about pacific northwest mass meet in a future episode but it was a lot of fun it was just nice to reconnect with people, and it was one of those things, you know, where you, you, you know, you knew them, <laughs> but uh, you, you just, uh, you know, but it's been three years. Yeah. But, but the nice thing is, a lot of listeners to the show, so, um, so that we're, we're we're there. That that's great. I can imagine why, because I mean, obviously, you were doing an awesome job of posting some of the uh, opportunities you were having uh, up there, meeting some some celebrities in our world and, and such. But like, I was really impressed because once I started seeing you post pictures of all the people you were seeing and meeting, then I looked at the lineup and I'm like, wow, that like that's what a good good meet. Like that's, that's some juicy stuff there. It's a very good meet, and this is one that Disney supports. Exactly, There's, yeah. and th- th- they don't support the other fan meetups usually. And uh, I mean, they do like DizCon and stuff like that, but usually I they don't. don't. Even know if they do <laughs> DizCon, to be quite honest, not well, not on the same level, at least. No, no, because usually they don't have people that actually are employees <laughs> or cast members come to the to the events you know usually it's people who have retired and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but um you know but yeah they have active members there now they don't now the one thing about northwest mass meet you know they don't drop um it's not like going to a, a d23 event where they tell you what's coming you know they talk about things they've accomplished and stuff like that so people have to adjust their expectations mm-hmm. about the topics that are going to be discussed but uh really it's it's really worth going to you know it's one full day but then 
there's two mixers the evening before the d23 x d23 has their own mixer they had goofy there this time and it gave little little tchotchke stuff out and they have food and everything there and then um and then the actual pacific northwest mouse meat has a mixer after that where it's a lot of prizes are given out and there's contests and you know things like that so um raffles stuff like that so anyway so it's a lot of fun so so more more on that later but we inspired two authors to and they gave me their books well one i bought but they gave me their books but but we are noted in the books as being inspiration and in one of them which is a collection of poems by the state poet of i think nebraska we are in a poem craig that he wrote yes connecting with walt is actually in a poem so if that just blew me away i'm taken aback by that i'm not quite sure how to feel but i mean honored but yeah wow wow yeah it's amazing so um i haven't read the poetry yet but yeah he's yeah it's um it's like one of the first poems right there he opened it up and showed it to me and pointed it out and and all that. So I have an autographed copy. <laughs> oh, wow. so. that, that's cool. That's very mm-hmm. neat. Well, for those of you who are listeners of the Disney Unplugged podcast, Disneyland edition, you may have been wondering where the Disneyland team has been for the last five years. Well, if you listen to our previous episode, you have to wonder no longer, because we featured a reunion of the Disneyland team who caught us up on their lives. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Walt's Park and the changes in the park experience over the last few years. And what are the Disneyland team's thoughts on all this? Speaking of trips, Tom, should we talk about what's going on now at Disneyland? Yeah, we sure. should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so let's start with... Oh, well, let's start with, has anybody gone recently this year? Uh, is anybody making making still making trips to Disneyland? Well, I, I have I annual pass. I have the Enchant Key, which is the okay. third level, so I'm okay. blocked out all of summer. But oh my I did I did go before I got blocked out um, near okay. the top of June, and um, but I still make it out to uh, downtown Disney. I still go there. Okay. So, um, Where, Joe, how, how how often are you able to get down? Up there. I actually have the dream key, uh, which yeah, is the top level because um, I like the like parking that. in the yeah because we're like that. But but it includes parking because so we're a little bougie. It, it just makes you no. Know, I'm far from that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've gone a few just times to Disneyland, but it's kind of hard now with the reservations to yeah. just hop in. Yeah, and, well, and, and um, being being from Fresno and having to make reservations is even tougher. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I think it's I'm gonna I'm gonna argue. Well, no, really? maybe because I'm more like Michael. So, so I okay. So so I have the thank you for telling me what key I have. I have the most expensive one, Dream, I guess. And the reason why is as Tori and I are both teachers, we had no choice. We had to get yeah. the one that could go during. Topic during the summer and during vacation. So we really had no choice. And so we got, I think our first trip was October and we, I counted them up because I wanted to see whether it was worth yep. the price. 
Um, we've been 18 times. So we would go like almost every six weeks for a weekend. Right. And include the Friday. Um, I understand now that I wasn't a passhole. I used to be a, the term that people used to call passhole, right. When I was in Southern California, but now that I'm in Northern California, mm -hmm. I, it's a different thing. It's a whole different beast. And I don't have a problem with the reservation system now because I know I have to fly. So I have to prepare. And so basically I have the next, we have no currently no trip plan. Um, but it was okay. When we're December, let's plan our next trip when we're in the park. Okay. Now we're in the park. Let's plan our next trip. And so the reservation system wasn't after the very beginning, wasn't horrible because I knew I had to fly anyways and get hotel reservations because I'm not local anymore. And it changed the whole experience. So I don't hate, I don't like the reservation system, but as someone who has to fly now and get hotels, it makes, it, it's not a huge inconvenience because that's what I have to do anyways with everything else. Right. Yeah, I have the same experience, but for a while it was tough to get Weekends. I have to dream key as well because, again, I need to go on weekends and holidays and stuff. And so I was last there in December. And because um, I, oh, Carol and I always went the first weekend in December. So I continued that tradition. And I managed to get the, into the Grand Californian because we are DVC owners. But, um, you know, there, which that is a whole experience in itself. Mm. But, it was, tough. Yeah, it, was a, it was tough for a while to get reservations, even with the Dreams Key. And it's well, got. Uh, yeah, that's the reason why I have the Enchant Key. I actually wanted to get the Dream Key, but I heard everyone who had the Dream Key when it first came out couldn't get reservations. By the time I decided, okay, I'm going to get the Dream Key, I couldn't get the Dream Key. Yeah, I couldn't even get the Believe. Out. I was forced to get the Enchant. But that was in. I think they had gotten better at the availability of reservations. I, I think it's kind of this, um, you know, they, they have to figure it out. Um, so I, I think it's a little bit better now, but you definitely can't just go spring of the moment. No, the, the spontaneity is gone. But well, you know, with us, with us being DVC members for so long, we've kind of got this whole like going to the parks without, um, without actually going to the parks, um, figured out pretty much because. You know, everybody fusses and says it's so hard to get into DVC here, but it's because they don't want to do the point exchange for the resort points. And that's pretty much a reality you have to face when you're booking DVC at the Grand Californian Disneyland. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to choose the Disneyland Hotel or the Paradise Fair Hotel and do the whole point exchange thing. And while in Florida, it may not be a good dollar value, it's still a good dollar value here especially with as much as the grand californian rooms just the basic rooms are going for these days oh it's crazy but i've been going this year i was going to walt disney world more but just for events out there but yeah. it, it's but we also own at saratoga springs so it was just easier for yeah. me to get the reservations and have the experience I am going down in August for my birthday weekend. I'm not going to get uh, quite as many perks as you, Luella, but um, no. but I'm going to be there the weekend of the 12th to the 15th. So I hope I'll see folks out there. I know Mary Jo and I are meeting up on my birthday um, mm -hmm. for that, but um, 
But, you know, and it, it's hard to go to the parks alone now without yes. Carol yeah. and all that. That that's it's very difficult. And um, to do that. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that keeps you busy. And, and in Orlando, I tend to run into people more that are listeners than I do out here in California. But, but um, and then I'm going for the D23 Expo. I'll be there, too. And I'm staying for a while before and afterwards. And, Who else um, going to the D23 Expo? I know you are, I Michael. I am. I'll be there. Of course, we'll all be there. Yeah. Well, we have to, we'll have to um, arrange a meetup. We have to arrange to get together. Yeah, we're there, and then uh, and then I have my reservations for the first weekend in December again. Except my, I don't have park reservations, but my magic key it expires right in the middle of that trip because I didn't uh, activate my magic key until December, even though I bought it in August. We're so. gonna have to see if they'll uh, let us. Right, yeah. we're. We're kind of waiting right now to see it, what's what's happening. Yeah. I got mine August twenty eighth. So, well, maybe that leads us into how has going to the parks changed for us since twenty seventeen? Ooh, genie plus. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> I've you know, not used it at Disneyland. So, okay, how's it been? I have, and and you know, if if you ever used the Max Pass, it's very similar. Uh, pricing structure is different because of the the attractions that are not part of it, where you have to pay separate for it. But uh, one day I did it and did not um, maximize my my purchase. But then another day I did it and got enough out of it to make it make it worthwhile. Okay. Uh, Here's something that, because um, I agree with you on the fact that if you don't maximize it, it doesn't make it worth the money. We discovered a shortcut that if you have, okay, if you're just buying fast, um, buying Gene Plus for your whole family, then it defaults to like the main people on the reservation. It would default to my husband and I. So what we had to do was we actually had to set it up and then take book all four of us and then take two of us off. So our girls could have genie plus for California adventure. And then we, yeah, we could just kind of hang out cause I can't do any of those rides anymore with my heart. So, you know why bother? But you know, it's so it, it made it, it. It's a little trick that people don't realize you can do is that you can remove people from your party to pay for okay. G plus for only part of your party. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that explains where what I want to go off on for a second is. IT has not changed since our first show. <laughs> it still works, <laughs> and now the problem is. Now the problem is, is everything is now in it. So they haven't improved anything. So you, everything's always wrong or mistake or whatever. And then my biggest, my like, now that I'm going to put on the, I'm getting old hat. I don't want to spend my entire day in Disneyland on a phone. I was thinking the same exact thing because that was what I was doing at Walt Disney World. And I absolutely hated it. Remember how we always used to say, stop and look at the details of the parks? It's like that. Nobody's doing that anymore. 
Forget the windows on Main Street. Because you've because you've got to, you can't miss your little window of when suddenly um, you might be able to book an attraction on Genie Plus because they go away so fast, right. you know, and all but that. Some of the challenge for me with that, too, in addition, is ha- and having to look at the phone because I have to find a shady spot because I can't see the screen <laughs> if I'm walking yeah. and, and it's sunny. And so that's just another challenge where it's... Um, They've just you really made it tough for us. Have they improved? Make sure you have a charger too. Yeah. Yes. Have they improved the Wi-Fi? <laughs> not that I can recall. Not not no. Bottom line. And, and not only do you have to plan for what attractions you're going to go on, you have to Food. plan for when you're going to eat. Yeah. Yeah, they're still short-staffed in restaurants and even in the counter service, and so at least you can all order almost everywhere. That's better than it was when it first rolled out recently. Yeah, but it's still you have to. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ordering doesn't bother me. I like to, but I'm kind of a, a planner, so it for my cousins that come from Texas who don't go quite quite as often as 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 those of us might go um the concept of planning where you're going to eat at what time and mobile ordering because if you wait until lunchtime to order lunch there may not be any availability which is which is um again it makes it more of a of a challenge and and you may, depending how crowded it is, you may be able to pay an order at the at the counter, and or you may not. And sometimes we don't find that out until we're in the parks. Well, and the thing with that is, and this is what I remember fighting over, I think, back in the day on the show about, like, my students that would go because they had some, their parents just got a bonus and would go on the weekend. Like, you can't do that even now for food, right? You can't, you just show up good luck. You're going to get nothing. And then you're going to be angry, but not realizing that now you have to do all this real planning. And I was okay with it in Disney world. Cause it was, I mean, you're spending thousands of dollars. There's multiple resorts, there's restaurants, but Disneyland was always different that you could kind of just do things as you wanted. When we were last there, I think she got an elote or something. And I wanted a fountain Like we both wanted something different. Right. And so, or I don't know what it was, but Getting the fountain drink was, oh, wait, okay, no, let's, that's going to be 15. Okay, you go get this. I'll go. The closest one that I can get a soda right now is X. That's annoying. That's not what Walt intended for us to do this. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, okay, you go get this. I'll go get this. We won't be together. We'll get it. We'll eat. Like, that's the, the beauty of Disneyland now that I'm back. And it's, I remember that it is my home park once I was back. I was like, no, this is still the one that Walt walked in, it's the right, this is, you can just, I want to get that bench. Every time we've gone there at rope, at rope drop and there's a guy already beating us to that bench. Like we said, one day we're going to sit at the bench on main street and just stay there. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. It, it, I, we've done that. Yeah. Well, that's it's impressive. I, I, I'm just, it's, it's frustrating that we, that everything has to be on the phone. And I know I might sound like an old person now, but, I don't like that because I think like Michael was saying, you miss the details and that's what makes Disneyland so great 
is all those details. And now it's all about, it's almost like it's the amazing race. And yeah. And, and, and people aren't, don't always then go on the um, little attractions, those little hidden gems, because they, they need to get those genie plus reservations and lightning lane reservations for the big ticket attractions. And they're missing out on those really special experiences at the park. Since we're since we're talking about technology, let's take a little side trip for the future. Um, what do we think about Magic Band Plus? I'm looking forward to it. I love Magic I Band. Yeah. And I and I think the the I I think that Disneyland Resort will has a cash cow on their hands with yeah. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure they're they're going to have every single color possible of the magic bands and all the the special edition ones, all the special edition ones, the special annual pass holder ones. But yeah, yeah, I'm surprised it took them this long. Well, I'm hoping then if they two things, one is, is that every time I go to Disneyland, Walt Disney World with my magic band, it doesn't work, and they have to call a supervisor over. <laughs> oh, to that's right. They every do. single freaking time, and that drives me nuts. The other thing is, I hope it then reduces the need for them to take photos of people as you're waiting there at the gate, and you have your you have you're ready with your magic key, but they're taking photos of people, and where I thought you know they can just upload photos in these days of the internet. But and it oh, just yeah. slows down everything, and and another since I'll be the old man here is and why don't they have the same um, full body scanners at Disneyland that they have at Walt Disney World? I know. I was going to say that through. too. That's we're always talking about things that we prefer about Disney, which we I mean Disneyland's a wonderful park, right? Even though we're kind of complaining about kind of small things. But I do have to say that Walt Disney World, as far as security and the entrance, the entryways, oh my gosh, they make it so easy. You, you, you hold things yep. that would trigger a, um, a scanner. Yeah, you just front, hold like it umbrella, out. Can, charger, you hold it in front of you and you walk right through. Boom. There's no searching your backpack just because they have, a, in my mind, a superior scanning method than we have here at Disneyland. I'm really looking forward to bringing that technology here. Yeah. Yep. I, so I sure, am sure. looking forward to Magic Bands. I do like the convenience of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Are they going to let us use, if we're a Magic Key holder, a credit card that is not attached to a, in air quotes, folio? Probably not. Probably, it would be nice. I don't know. I think it's still going to be attached you to imagine? the app, Well, though, because then, like, if I'm staying off-site, which is what I do, right now so i'm at the best western i i can't i want to charge like i do in disney world with my magic band but i'm not staying at a disney hotel because there's no reasonably priced one you upload it to the app don't you your credit card you enter that information at a disney hotel though when you do that yes for for me that might not be staying at a disney hotel i I don't have my credit card attached to my magic band. And when I am at a Disney hotel, I get my credit card attached to my magic band. Oh, okay. Cause I think I, I have my um, credit card information in the Disneyland app as well. When I lived in Orlando 
and I had my magic band and would just go to the park. I couldn't charge anything because I was at home. I wasn't if I stayed in a on a on a, in a resort, then it was attached. Like if you I, were, I can't imagine you were, it not being attached to the to the app. Because um, you know Disneyland is the world's most famous local park. Right, right. So. Most of the people going there are locals. So the Magic Band would be useless if they couldn't charge using it. Let's hope. Well, isn't it a Magic Band Plus? So yeah, it's going to be even better than the normal Magic Band. Yeah. So now during fireworks and parades, you don't have to hold up your lighter. You know, you can just hold up your Magic Band Plus <laughs> and it'll light up for you. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say, didn't we try that with Glow with your show ears? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so four and a half years, a lot has changed in the parks. Let's just real quickly maybe talk about one or two of your favorite new things in the parks in the, over the last four years. Avengers Campus. Oh, yeah. Avengers I like Campus. Avengers Campus, yeah. Yeah. I was underwhelmed by it, but I didn't see a lot of what was supposed to be going on like they didn't well, do I, also, Spider- I also think that it's not done so yeah they did There's, they ahead. didn't do spider-man that day um you couldn't get into the pims restaurant mm-hmm. and um they did have some fighting some wakanda warriors fighting or something and so, and, and all so that and yep yeah, and um and but I did like the Spider-Man attraction. I did really well. I got on there, and again, you know, I was single rider, but I ended up riding with some listeners, and I enjoyed that attraction. So um, that was that was fun. But they need to open up that other e-ticket attraction, whatever it's going to be. Well, it hopefully we'll get hopefully hopefully we'll get the attraction from Disneyland Paris. The um the the what is it called? Avengers something or there. It's basically a, Oh, flight something. Mm-hmm. It, you're basically flying with it, with Iron Man and, and okay. Captain Marvel. And well, it's, it's, up there, so. it's similar. Technolo- I think it's similar technology to, um, to, uh, uh, the new guardians of the galaxy, right. In Epcot. We get the coaster. Yeah. 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 Well, you, okay. From you know, having the, the the Disneyland maps I'm working on right now, I'm hand painting one of my husband's maps, <laughs> and um, I you can see on the backstage area, like uh, where there's room. They've got like a couple like parking spaces slash storage areas behind it, so they, it's really funny because you know you don't think that that's a, just a facade that the Gwinjets parked on. You think that that's like a real building, like maybe they actually built a structure. No, it's like a just a facade thing. Mm-hmm. He just burst my bubble. Why even? I know. That's, that's almost. Yeah, Mary Jo, just like the homeless that I. Okay, <laughs> my other totally cool thing is, did you notice that, um, like, all when you ride Spider-Man, as you're going through the queue, you get introduced to some of the other um, younger um, people at the Institute there? Those are all actors that they've picked for, um, for the different 
a younger superhero roles. Like the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur are going to have their own little thing. Well, they've got her right there on one of the posters. They've got Doreen Green, which is Squirrel Girl, which they actually almost had a freeform show. And then they got put on hold a few years back because my husband was supposed to work on it. And so they've got all these actors and actresses that they've put in like various video clips throughout the attraction and stuff. And if you look up right up top on your little ride vehicle, how cool is this? Each one is coded to a different superhero. There's like a six or eight digit number, number letter pattern that has each of the different superheroes in, in like a coded name. That's cool. It's, it is. It's really stinking cool. We've counted like, I don't know how many of them, but it, there are actual current Avengers as well as the young Avengers and all the other younger comic book heroes. So, I yeah, including Miss Marvel, which, yay. Think, yeah. So, I'm going to. So, I, I love Avengers Campus. The first time I, I went on it, my blood started pumping just at the, the music going in and, and just, and the, the attention to detail in there. If you take the time um, to like the uh, outside, the drains outside uh, the web slingers attraction has gamma. There's a gamma warning. And if you look at the tree outside of it, there's a bulge right where that water kind of comes out and it's green. It's so cool. But having said that, what I'm going to say, the thing that that really got to me was I had gone to Disneyland and I believe, well, not I, I don't think I had gone with Lola, but Lola and I met up and we went on Rise of the Resistance. And she had been on it before. I had oh. I had not read any or seen any spoilers, so I didn't know what I was getting into. And Lola, the kind person that she is. She positioned me in every step of the way so that I would get the most wow effect when, when on the attraction. And I'll never forget, she had this like secret smile because she knew I was going to be so happy seeing it. And <laughs> when, the, when the doors open up and the stormtroopers are right there, she made sure I was front and center. And, and we were on the attraction and I would say about third of the way, Luella, yeah. tears just started <laughs> yeah. streaming down my eyes. And I was like, and after the attraction, I was like, well, I didn't expect that reaction that I would start crying just because it was so, because, you know, I was 17 when Star Wars first came out, A New Hope. So that's something that's kind of ingrained in me. And to see that attraction bring things like that to life was so amazing that that was a huge wow factor for me. Uh, And you didn't even get to... to you didn't even get the full effect because the whole ride, because of the pandemic, remember they shortened the ride. Yeah. Yeah. So but I was I like, didn't you know you, that at the time. So yeah. the parts I think that you, Luella, you, you were saying, oh, it doesn't have this. I was just like, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I Because because cool. Gal- Galaxy's Edge is the, the big change since our last show. But what I like, that it's related to that is how well they managed rivers of America and the railroad, because I was a huge critic of trimming the Island because Walt had designed the Island, Tom Sawyer Island. And I was not happy. 
And when I saw how they handled that, because I thought, how are they even going to have the two ships go around a shortened island? I was worried they were going to permanently dock one of the ships and make it like a restaurant or something and or a stage. Or and something like my kink field, my kink. Mike, Mike Fink, yeah. yeah, but there, there's been talk of, um, yeah. especially Walt Disney World, of docking the Liberty Bell. The, the rumor goes around and oh. making it more of a stage thing and using the rest of the river for something else. But that's one of those internet rumors that actually, that's something that's changed that Tony brought up is the clickbait and viral stories that are more prominent. <laughs> but. Also, how they handled the railroad with uh, with that trestle now that goes oh, I around. Know. It's, beautiful. it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And the new scenes that they put around. Yeah. Uh, although, I don't know why they have the um, Native American shaman up there crying to the wind. Because nobody down below is hearing him. And well, I like uh, that's different experiences, Michael. Because if when you're on the train, you know, and I mean, I know that the highlight of the whole train thing is the uh, left turn, right? But no, oh I'm, boy, they made a big deal out of that. Like, you know, everybody yeah. had to take training in order to learn how to make a train go to the left on the track. <laughs> but, but I mean, when you're in the, on the train, you see that effect. But when you're on the on the on the water in the boat, you're seeing the beaver chew the the support for the trestle, and mm-hmm. you're seeing other things. So I really like how you see different aspects depending which attraction you're on. Yeah, they they really outdid themselves with that. Mm-hmm. I thought. Michael, have you experienced the new Snow White update? I have Snow White Enchanted Wish. I think it's fine if you've been on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you know, attraction at Walt Disney World. Similar it's technology. very similar. Um, my concern is they rely so much on that technology and projections and things that when they don't work. It really impacts the attraction. Um, I thought it was fine. I'm sorry that they got rid of some of the scarier elements of it. But, uh, you know, I guess it is a more complete story. Mm, but, I, uh, I, I still think it kind of ends abruptly. But you know. I, I agree with you. They still have to wedge that ending in there. And that's the part where if the projections and all that are not working, you don't even get that ending, the okay. proper ending. I thought when I had heard that they were going to redo it and elements of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train was going to be there, I thought, oh, the whole thing, because, you know, I just read the headline. Um, I thought it was going to be that whole scene where you're in the dark in Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So then when I got to Disneyland, right when it reopened, and went, oh, okay, it was nice. I thought it was going to be like the whole, I don't want to sing, the hi-ho part and uh, when they're dink the the with the you know when they're dink dink whatever I hope yeah <laughs> yeah when they're dink 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 like the, I thought that whole thing was gonna be I thought they were like basically redoing the whole thing because I just read the headline but um so I was like okay it was nice but I don't think it's gonna draw people to oh we have to go on Snow White like mm-hmm. when I was in Magic Kingdom I have to go on when I'm there I have to go on Sandor's Mine Train I don't mm-hmm. have to go on Snow White. When I go back. Oh, see, I love going on the dark rides of Fantasyland because the none of the other parks have as many of the dark rides as Disneyland does. And and I do like that they're upgrading. Like, I love the Alice in Wonderland upgrade. 
Yeah, I mean, Alice in Wonderland. That's yeah. become a must-do attraction for me in Fantasyland. And um, because I always thought that was the lesser one. And and now um, I really like that one. I, I really love the changes they made. And, and I get the part about, you know, um, that they got rid of the darker. But I think the, the and, well, the whole thing, it, you know, they, they've changed the perspective, right, of the attractions. You're not the character going through anymore. I think they pretty much change that in, in several of the dark rides but i love how they end it it's it's better than the dwarves cowering at the bottom of the hill with maleficent ready to attack and then they live happily ever after oh Ma- maleficent now, crossed over huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but it is it is a, a better story and ending and just the colors and everything so i love that attraction now yeah, so it'll be interesting Except to see. Except they got rid of the apple. Nice. Yes, the apple in the front. I, and why? Yeah. Because it was, was it scary? I mean, why would no, they get I, rid of it? On the day that it opened, I happened to be there and a cast member was there. So I asked him and he said it doesn't fit in with the story. Because it's uh. her enchanted wish and the the apple. But dang, I wish they had put that someplace else. Yeah, because that was just one of those nice little things that, you know, you could surprise people with. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's let's wrap things up by talking about uh, some of the, the things that are coming to Disneyland and what we what we're looking forward to, what we what we think about it. You know, we've got the new uh, version of Splash Mountain coming. We've got the, the redo of Toontown. Uh, we've got the update of Downtown Disney, the new DVC uh, tower at the Disneyland Hotel. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Any any opinions on any of those that you want to share? I'm excited well, about uh, Mickey's Runaway mm-hmm. Railway. I am and, I, so and I like excited. it's going to be different. I, I like that it's yeah. going to be different from the one at Disney Hollywood Studios. Oh, is it? Because yeah. they were because they they were able to build a sh- different show building for it, whereas they were, you know, because they were putting it over in Disney Hollywood Studios in an existing show building. We have a larger one, and apparently they're adding to it as a result. Cool, is what I've and, heard. Yeah. And Toontown and like needed a reimagining. Yeah, Toontown and definitely I like that needed. It's get people to the back of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spread people out. Yeah. They took away so many other elements due to people. Um, I'm not going to say this is litigious. Yeah, the society, you know, just such simple things for kids to enjoy themselves. They kept taking stuff out. So it was a, sh- in, there were parts of it that were just a shell of what Toontown used to be, right? Agreed. So putting this back in and, and whatever they're going to do, I just have such hope that it's going to be a, a full land again let's hope they keep roger rabbit though oh they really that's such a good attraction yeah it's just it's not a very active ip right now for them that's what worries me about it any opinions of the the downtown disney update (laughs) um my daughter really my daughter really misses earl of sandwich yeah, she is yeah. distraught. Well, Supposedly, it's back. coming I'm back. With her. Yeah, but I agree. 
Go ahead, Michael. Well, no, I, apparently it is coming back in the when they rebuild. Well, that'd be good. Yeah, we've heard yeah, that before. <laughs> I think it's too popular, um, and plus, it's I don't know. It's, it's I heard that it's coming back, but what I'm really disappointed in is the direction that the design team is taking, where they're removing the unique architecture of some of these places like the jazz kitchen um and making it a more generic or it's just going to be all the same from what i like some areas of disney springs at this point yeah yeah and there's areas of disney springs that i really don't care for because to me it looks like a southern california shopping mall that's yeah that's that's what i was referring to Yeah, yeah. So it's a shame. They say it's it's you know mid century modern, but you know I don't, and it's and it's going to fit in more with like the era that Disneyland was constructed in. But I don't know. It it, it looks very bland to me in the drawings. Now, like Craig always says, you know, what's in the concept art doesn't necessarily mean that's what we're going to get. So I'm hoping that. It isn't going to look as gray and, and you know dull <laughs> as the concept art is right now. What about Splash Mountain? Yay! I think it'll be perfect. It'll be perfect in Disneyland because it fits with the whole New Orleans Square mm-hmm. theming, especially. Okay, time out. No, because that's not supposed to be in New Orleans Square. It's supposed to be in Critter Country, <laughs> and now we don't care about. We're but breaking visually, barriers. But visually, it connects the two. Mm. I mean, we're, we're getting on a slippery slope. Just and... like how we're getting rid of the space <laughs> between where Tarzan was and that. Like, there used to be rules. Walt had rules, and the rules were okay, you can't see this from here because if you see this from here, it's going to take you out of story. And now it's, ah, whatever, it's okay. We can make it work. And that bothers me. I've become a big. A uh, big proponent of make it like Walt wanted it. I, I, I do think they are losing a touch of, of theming and storytelling in, in just in general in in some of their designs for they have for parks and hotels these days. Um, I guess if it has to change, I don't agree with the change. Um, my feeling, my feeling with the whole, you know, and I've said this on the show. My feeling with. The whole Song of the South thing. That was some of the most amazing artistry that those animators did. And Mr. Bassett, first African-American to win an Academy Award. And Disney has buried that. My feeling is if Gone with the Wind can be on HBO and nobody is peeing their pants over it, then why can't Song of the South be on there with an intro by Leonard Maltin or Whoopi Goldberg or somebody putting it in historical context like HBO did for um, for for song for Gone with the Wind and have it so people can see the film. The storyline is a little weak, but Song of the South just pulled out just told the story of the animated section. So I'm sorry we're losing that. My feeling is if though we have to retheme it. Uh, Princess and the Frog is my favorite modern animated 
Disney classic. So I'm happy they're going with that. I think the name of it is sort of silly, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. I think because it is a mountain, they somehow should have kept the mountainous name in there. I don't know what. But, um, but you know, like... I wonder how many of those characters are going to be recycled. I, I think they could recycle a lot of them, actually. Because, you know, they like... They like to keep costs down. I bet yeah. a lot of them will be recycled. <clears throat> Hopefully they'll have I'm an storyline. And like the, our Splash Mountain is, you know, I mean, I, I really do enjoy our Splash Mountain. But it's different than the one at Walt Disney World. The one at Walt mm-hmm. Disney World has an actual storyline where ours is scenes, maybe. Yeah. The characters from, from that um. So it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate them into what is it called again, Michael? The the new one? Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Yeah. But there's going to be singing and all that. So they'll still need singing animals, you know, and things like that in it. I want to dig a little deeper. The whole dig a little deeper scenario in the in the uh, the riverboat room after Mm -hmm. the drop. I I, it's just a beautiful fit. Yeah, I agree. It just makes it all look like it belongs there. Yeah, I hope they bring in some of the songs from the film because that that's what really makes it. Oh, I'm sure they will. They've got to. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. But. All right. Um, let's wrap things up by let's go around the virtual room and let's talk about when our next trip is to Disneyland and just any last words. Let's start with Luella. Ah, my next trip to Disneyland is when the reservations open up in August. <laughs> but I just came back from a Disney cruise and Walt Disney World, so I have a pretty good feel. Feel so. Um, uh, August would be fine. <laughs> what what ship are you on? I was on the Fantasy Eastern Caribbean seven day, um, and when we docked, um, I saw the Wish. Uh, uh-huh. So yeah. So it was it was neat. It was two um, two Disney ships on port. I think um, they were doing their media tour. So Craig may have been on that ship while I was <laughs> on the Fantasy. Um, but then we did the whole um, Walt Disney World and Universal. So um, so I had a great time. Great time. All always love Walt Disney World. And so um, I typically don't go to Disneyland when it's really really hot, anyways. So um, August will be good when we go. Uh, Mary Jo, when do you have a trips coming up? I do. I have a few. The the most imminent one is going to Disneyland to celebrate Michael's birthday. So it'll be okay. fun to see it. And that'll probably be my last trip for a while, I think, to Disneyland. Unless the new magic um, keys are depending on, on what we get for the, new, for the magic keys. And then in... And I currently also have a Walt Disney World annual pass that I got on the last day. You could get annual passes. And um, that expires in September, so I probably won't renew that. But I am going on The Wish in November. And then I'm going uh-huh. on Wonder on a Baja cruise in January. And I'm looking forward to both of those. I'm looking Ooh, forward to hearing ahead. about what the Baja cruise is like, if, it, if you feel it's worth it. Doing it on the Disney cruise. Did you guys 
hear about the new cruise, how the magic's taking over next year, and it's going to leave out of San Diego on December 3rd for repositioning Panama Canal Cruise, which means it's going to be a combo of a Christmas cruise and a 14-day repositioning cruise. Uh-huh. Which, one, which ship is this, Nancy? This is on the magic. The magic is taking the one, the wonder, I guess, is going into dry dock next year for rehab. So the magic is coming over to take over. Hmm. So that was the first Disney cruise Carol and I ever did. It was on the magic and it was a Panama um, Canal repositioning cruise that we did on Disney cruise line. Any other last words, Marja? Um, I just, when we were talking about favorite shows and stuff, I just want, I have one go back. One of the things I loved about our show was when, you would ha- ask listeners to to uh, for upcoming trips, and we would help them plan uh-huh. them, and then they would recap how their trip went. And how we were, were right. And we, of course we were right. Well, I think you and Michael <laughs> were the most prepared as far as research, and so we always look to, to you two for, for um, really... You guys knew your stuff, and the rest of us well, keep, also did. Keep in, mi- keep in mind that I—that was my job for ten years. I was on social media, on the, on the internet, eight, nine hours a day, living, living and breathing Disney and Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So, if I if I wasn't prepared, I wouldn't have been doing my job. <laughs> yeah, well, it was—it just made it a lot of fun, and then all of yeah. our perspectives and helping the guests, and we made friends doing that too. And I, I. Really think those were special episodes. Yeah. Tony, when's your next trip? Well, considering I was like, oh, well, my birthday is in the beginning of September, so I w- I'd know not to go Labor Day. So I'm assuming I, I actually went in the app. Go, I hope there's reservations. It's asking me to link my pass, so I'm like, thanks, thanks again with that. So I just thought that was <laughs> real time. So I don't know if there's reservations available, but. Our first date was like October in terms of our first um, Magic Key Day. So assuming I can get a weekend between now and then, um, we'll do one more weekend. And then in February, because our school district decided to um, make it a week and take a day off of this and a day off of that, we get out in February. So we're going to do – I'm going to use my tiny DVC contract, but I got enough points – to do like six days at um, Disney World at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, the Savannah View. And oh, I love plan that. On, yeah, that's and, nice. And plan on like more staycationing it. Like, because we went to Disney World last summer. So I was like, okay, we can go on some ride. We can go to a few parks, but let's eat and just enjoy the resort and stuff like that. So February for Disney World. And hopefully, fingers crossed, between now and October, one more weekend trip. And hopefully they'll let us renew our magic keys, I think. Hopefully. Any other last words, Tony? No, I just, I, I, this is fun. I, it's a little sad. Like, I enjoyed, like, riding a bike. We're all back. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nancy, I know you don't have the pass right now. Any, any Disney things going will- on in your life coming up? We're going to DizCon. That's December. I mean, it's September 29th and October 1st. And our 29th, 30th and October 1st. Is that right? 
Yeah, something silly like that. Anyway, look for us at the Nanoscapes booth. Um, we probably won't be doing any park stuff or any necessarily, like, I don't think it's in the budget right now to go to the party as much as I want to. Because that party sounds fabulous with, um, you know, all of the uh, Discovery area open for us in the party. But... Yeah, it's not, probably not going to happen this year, but, you know, we're looking forward to just seeing everybody and hearing everybody and, and getting together. And, now are any, and is anybody else going to this con, Michael? Are I, you going? Right, right now I'm not planning on it, but you never know. Well, I know Craig will be there, and Craig is still on with us, so I will be thrilled to see he and, and Kylie, and congratulations to them, by the way. I'll let them talk about that later, though. But, um, yes, very much. I look forward to seeing all of them and seeing all of you guys out there. So, And I miss you guys. I miss you guys. I haven't <laughs> seen you all in a long time. Well, okay, there was a cruise. I saw Mary Jo. I saw Michael. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see Mary Jo very much, actually, because she was too busy. <laughs> but, and I miss Tony the most, because Tony and I, Aww. we've been through this the longest of, of all y'all. Yeah, well, thank True. you for reminding some of us that. <laughs> I remember the days when we used to make our own uh, segments, and we'd send them into the show, and, yeah, and wonder if they get on the air. Oh, my God. Story, yeah. I did the, a re, I did like reviews just by myself to uh, my GarageBand. My guy Pietti interview. My guy Pietti interview was just oh god. I just don't want that. Yeah, we'll just should, not talk about that one. <laughs> I mean, all this stuff is all is all on our show website, and I mean, it's on the regular show too. Some of our old stuff, like when Tony went to the Honda Mansion early in the morning. Yes, with. The other person that was the original, the was her name Wendy. Uh, Wendy. Wendy was okay, uh, and we interviewed the, interviewed the people that had spent the night in that the, radio show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's they cool. spent the night in the haunted mansion. And they told them all about it, and it was really fun. And oh, that just got in the air. <laughs> it did. I think it did because I thought oh, I heard, wow. I thought I heard it on the air. So there we go. So we both have had some stuff you know on the main show, but yeah, we were we were the original. And I miss you so much. Okay, I'm done being silly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Michael, so you got your birthday trip coming up? I do have my birthday trip in August, August half of the fourteenth. I hope you'll I'll see you out there, some of you guys. And um, you know, we can even meet up in downtown Disney, you know, if you if you can't get into the parks, that would be wonderful to get together. And that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. So let me know. And then, uh, and then, um, yeah. And then again, I'm going to be there for the D23 Expo. I'm there quite a bit. I'm there like over a week, I think, down there. And even got after post uh, post um, D23 Expo, I met the. I actually got a villa at the Grand, which is shocking. Nice. I know, so that's nice. Cuts down on expenses. And then I will be there uh, first weekend in December. You never know what else might get squeezed in there, but that's um, 
that's when I'll be there. And I, I was ma- I managed to snag the villa then too. So yeah. and oh, and I, I'm going to my first oogie boogie bash. I'm going oh. to the I've never been to one, so I thought I splurged. I'm going on the D23 night. Oh, they sold so those tickets sold so quickly. Kudos to you for gra- for getting one. No, oh, yeah, well, out fast this year. They did. The whole party sold out really quickly. Yeah. But um, which surprised me. But so I, I have high expectations for this, considering the price point on okay. it. So, um, but I, and I just want to say how happy I am that we got back together, and I'm so grateful. I have connecting with Walt only because Tom invited me to do a guest appearance <laughs> on the show to talk about. Uh, the Snow White exhibit, the very first exhibit that the Walt Disney Family Museum ever had. He invited me to come on. I don't know, somebody was missing that day and he needed a filler. And then, and I'd already known all of you anyway through the Diz. Yeah. Right. And so then, um, and so I did that. And then I figured it was a one and done. And then a couple weeks later, Tom invited me to come back. And he said, uh, but I want you to be fully prepared and fully participated. And he gave me an outline of what to do, what to say. And he said, and jump right in. So I did that. And then uh, and then Carol asked me when we were done not that Sunday night, how did it go? And I said, I'm not sure, but I think I was being auditioned. <laughs> and, um, and you were. And I was. And I guess it turned out okay, because then Tom wrote me. I don't know, maybe a week or two later, he got in touch with me and said, before I speak to Pete about it, would you like to be a regular, you know, a regular team member? And so, and I said, yeah, I talked about it with, with Carol and we agreed this would be a lot of fun and terrific and all that. And then um, I said, so then I guess um, got Pete's approval and then it all, and so I joined a team, what, two and a half years in? to the show something like that and so and then and then connecting with Walt was an offshoot of that so and my hope is that this reunion show is not a one and done that maybe this if um if our if our listeners are happy to have us all back maybe we can do this every so often just get back and talk and maybe especially as as things pop up at Disneyland we can share our thoughts about what's going on there things like that would be fun mm-hmm. i would I love it great so, to yep. do a meetup at d23 at least at the minimum oh absolutely oh, absolutely definitely. we should do that so. so that that will probably be my next trip to d23 expo i'm not sure how much park time is actually uh realistic during on that weekend um and but september of course is crazy because the following weekend is gay days um, and I, so I have park reservations for that weekend um, as well. So I think I may just relax until September and then go go down two weekends in a row, which will be rough, but given gas prices. Um, oh, right. Tom, yes. do you know if they're going to be doing like Dapper Day along with Gay Days? I don't know. Didn't they the do that weekend? once before? No. I don't know. I, don't think so. I think Dapper Day is in... November, if my memory oh, serves. We, we should get together for Dapper Days again sometime. Fun. Remember when we you, did I that? That, that was fun. so much fun. I was just thinking that. Yeah. We had books and everything. Yeah, Thank we you, looked Tom. great. We did. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Tom, whatever happened to that button machine? You used to make the connecting with wall it's, buttons for it's me. Sitting in the, it's sitting in the garage. I made buttons for my son's uh, musical productions. And yeah, so. I might have to contract with you to make. I, I, um, use, it for, I use it for Cub Scouts every once in a while. Uh, I might have to, I might have to get you to, I might have to contract with you to make more connecting with wall buttons. Yeah, of course. Because I'm, I'm out of them after all these years. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll make that work. Okay. All right. Um, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Craig, over in the corner. That <laughs> is going to do it for this special reunion edition of the Does Unplugged Disneyland edition. We hope to see you all again soon. But until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. And now it's time for this week in Disney history. All right, Craig, I believe it is your turn this week. And this is the week where I'm wondering, could we have possibly picked the same thing? I think potentially. And I I hope we kind of did, because it, it would kind of even go along with the Disneyland discussions. Because if I'm remembering correctly, I think... Maybe it, it might have been the first episode with the Disneyland team and not the second one that was released. But we kind of mentioned something uh, something that happened during the same time period. And I, I'll just blurt mine out and say it in case ours are completely different. But I wanted to bring up the fact that on uh, August 9th of 2013, that was the start of the D23 Expo in, of course, Anaheim. And that was... Literally, the uh, that was that was kind of the beginning to us working as a team. And mm-hmm. uh, during during that trip, uh, it was you know I I came out very last second in terms of you know the grand scheme of things. Uh, the the event had not sold out at that point. I, I'm talking like I want to say I made plans for it like on a Monday before the convention started. And so it was, everything was last second. It was, well, what hotel is Tom staying in? Just book that one. And uh, Tom was staying at the uh, the roadway inn down the road. And there was a nice big gap in the door. And I felt very unsafe constantly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what we what I did find in it was, like, just my mind was being blown constantly with all the different panels. Because... That was my first Disney convention ever, and seeing how D23 did it was just over over the top. And I remember the first day that I, I the first day, the first panel I went to was like a Mary Poppins panel. And I'm like, this is just absolutely incredible. Uh, meanwhile, while I was at that panel and doing stuff, uh, you knew better to make sure that you camped out and got which back then you didn't have to camp out long i think you just went out the morning of got a spot in line uh with carol but uh you got into the animation panel in the morning and you know just heard so many fun things and adina mazel performed let it Mm -hmm. go for the first time and i was so jealous that then the second day you know i said nope i'm live actions tomorrow i'm gonna i'm gonna wait in line with michael for live action and we did that and like i just i still think about it uh to this day that like 
I, I remember we're like we're out there at 6 a.m. for the panel that started at like maybe 10 or 11 and back then thinking that that was crazy <laughs> flash forward to <laughs> spending the night in lines and going even more crazy with all of it and uh and then like the legend ceremony too where steve jobs got his his disney legend status and uh and um i believe that was the year that billy crystal and john goodman got theirs too and i i like i don't even think there was a parks panel with that year uh it it just it didn't have it at all it was just all this other stuff but uh the big thing is during that that entire convention is every day we would go hard the entire day um and you know try to see everything that we could including like the one night uh, we stayed late for the richard sherman concert and uh alan menken alan menken and richard sherman and Mm -hmm. It was it was a great night, but then we do these recaps that we used to uh, that we used to use a website called Livestream. I think it was just simple as that. And so you, Tom, and I were doing these extremely long live streams from right outside the convention center at night night. in the dark. (laughs) But people were watching that and eating it up, and that was like that's kind of what ended up feeling uh, uh especially with pete being like yeah with the next expos you know you guys need to continue doing it and i mean we did it and then got boosts and we we just kept taking it another step forward until uh until basically 2019 when we we had to kind of calm down how we did it but i think even with 2019 didn't we still we still did live streams yeah we did some, mm-hmm. yeah it just not not as easily it was a lot more uh broken down and would have been a lot easier with with a booth rather than us just finding random spaces where the the wi-fi wasn't bad but yeah uh yeah gosh what a what a time and that's why i felt like i i had to bring it up yeah that was fun and i remember like i would have to run over from sometimes the the grand californian or something to meet up with you guys so um wherever we were staying but yeah, that was fun. But, you know, when you said August 9th, I thought, oh, my gosh, we've chosen the same thing. But we didn't because mine's August 9th, 1969. Mm. This is when the Haunted Mansion opened in New Orleans Square at Disneyland. So this is when it opened to the public. And the reason is I when I was a boy, I just waited for this. I was always checking on it. I would, you know, first thing in the morning when we'd visit the park. You know, it's family. I'd ask a cast member, like we'd usually ride one of the main street vehicles. I'd ride, I'd ask the cast member, is the Haunted Mansion open yet? You know, I'd go down and check it out and I'd see that sign that was up that Marty Sklar did. And um, anyway, so they did a huge promotional blitz. They had the ice cream, ice, S-C-R-E-A-M, Sundays that they had at the Disneyland Carnation Plaza because they were still doing those themed ice cream sundaes I talked about last week. And, uh, and um, it, but it had its grand opening on my birthday that year, August 12th. So I, that was uh, very exciting. So, um, and to me, this is that and Pirates of the Caribbean. These are like the two greatest, you know, of the Disneyland attractions. I think, along with like Indiana Jones, you know, a close third there. But, um, you know, so just just a big day. I just remembered how excited I was. 
when the haunted mansion opened i and i did see this uh as i was kind of looking for all the fun facts and i was like oh that's that is a good one but i went i had to go with the uh the one that tugged at my heart for all the good yeah. memories that it brought me and it, it, Eight, eight, nine is just a, a packed day because uh, I could have also dug into my personal history. And that was the day I officially started the Disney College program all the oh, way back wow. in 2010. That's great. So, I remember that Carol and I were having steak. We were at Steakhouse um, 55 having dinner with friends, one of whom was um, go- going to become an Imagineer. And we, uh, I had to leave dinner early in order to run back. So we could do our live stream, um, you know, one of our live streams. I yeah. remember. <laughs> oh, no. It was, it was, a that was funny. Complete mess. It was the only way that we could do it though. It was mm-hmm. back. I mean, cause I remember that, uh, the, the concert that went easily into like the early evening. So it, it's not like how the, the convention's been the past couple times around where it's like five o'clock is done and you know that that was always easy for us because we knew okay it's we have to go into our booth and we start recording at like four o'clock ish and we have to get kicked out by like five thirty. so then the entire night is spent uh, working or relaxing whatever we have to do but yeah that that first one we pushed it very very hard and a lot of hours but uh, yeah it, i mean there's a chance we wouldn't be sitting here doing this because that was also you know one of the moments too we talked about it that you joined the disneyland team after uh many appearances but it, this was um th- this was one where pete definitely perked up and noticed you and said wow look the way that the way that michael retains all of the and takes notes on these panels and is able to share them in an easy to listen way uh, that made you feel like you were there. That was, that was a big motivation behind it. So we might, we might not be here without that as well too. Wow. That's great. Well, you know, we're going to have to remember August 9th. (laughs) (laughs) We'll forget it next year. (laughs) Disney community got some sad news this past week. Um, where Patricia Ann or Pat Carroll um, passed away due to pneumonia on July 30th, um, 2022 at her home in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Of course, all of us, we know her as a actress, voice actress, actress and singer who is best known for voicing Ursula in a 1989 Disney animated feature film, The Little Mermaid, and also in the television series that um, followed she returned to the little mermaid franchise in 2000 to provide the voice of ursula's sister morgana in return to the sea and later reprised the voice of ursula in house of mouse the kingdom of hearts video games the wonderful world of mickey mouse she also voiced nanny granny in my neighbor totoro and old lady crowley in the first season of tangled the series as well as trini in a goofy movie. So, Craig, I imagine, you know, this this was your era. A lot of what her work, uh, her voice work was for Disney. Imagine you have some um, some good memories of her characters. Uh, I will say, um, of all of her characters, I, I won't even count... Um, I won't count The Little Mermaid as one of my favorites. I, I know without a doubt what my favorite voice performance for hers is, and that's as the grandma in A Garfield Christmas. 
Um, uh-huh. That is, I, I still watch that special every single year to this day. Uh, it is one of those, it, it's one of the specials around the holiday season that uh, it was a must watch every single year for us. That and then the Garfield Halloween special at mm-hmm. Halloween period. And uh, I, I was uh, like, I was obsessed with it and uh, it's, it still just makes me so happy watching it. So while, you know, a lot of people would look at Little Mermaid and the other things that she's done, I, I feel bad, but I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not even a Disney product that is what I know her from. And now like I also, I love my neighbor Totoro, uh, that it's, I, I've just gained such an appreciation for Studio Ghibli movies as the years have gone on and just think the artistry is is beautiful. And I I like watching them in Japanese, but uh, I also really appreciate how they've been translated as well for for English audiences, too. And, uh, you know, her her voice, her voice stands out in it as well, too. So, uh, yeah, I I wish I wish I could gloat more about her Disney (laughs) (laughs) projects that she's done but it's she is that remarkable that i mean clearly with what you've said she she's gone beyond disney and i mean her career spanned years and years and years and years Uh, what what an incredible person and definitely left a mark on probably at, at least everyone even if they didn't realize she was part of it yeah and i um i of course remember her from way back you know going into the 60s when uh you know when they had you know the, all the little comedy um you know should be should be do comedy on you know the the different shows that were on you know like whether it was the Carol Burnett show or you know when they had all those kind of entertainment yeah, shows on variety of, shows yeah. or should be on you know the late night talk shows but but she was i remember when she was on the Danny Thomas show you know, in the 60s, she was on Too Close for Comfort, which was, I think, a syndicated show with Ted Knight after the Mary Tyler Moore show went off the air, where he drew a, I think he was a cartoonist, and his cartoon character was a cow. And I think towards the end of the, the run of the series, he owned the newspaper, and she was the co-owner. And then she was on Mary Tyler Moore. She was, she had a, she was a Mary Richards, the Mary Tellamore character was having her tonsils out and she was, she shared a room with a cantankerous uh, patient who was Pat Carroll and all that. And, um, but I, she was on like all the TV shows in the sixties and seventies that like all actors would be on like love American style, the love boat. you know, that I think every actor passed through those two shows. Yeah. And, and and you know, and then some others that were my favorites at the time, like Evening Shade and Designing Women, Trapper John MD. I mean, she was on she was on a lot of shows. She was on My Three Sons, you know. And um so yeah, and so she she had a, an amazing career. So she she passed away at ninety five um years of age and uh just delighted people for for decades and will continue to do so. Yeah, I honestly like I I hate saying it in this way, but 
I was shocked that she was still alive. Um, I just, I, her voice, you know, even it, with like Ursula in the, the late eighties and, and, and such, like not realizing that she continued doing the voice as, as it went on, but, uh, it, it just, her voice just had that, that old soul style mm-hmm. to it all the way back then that, you know, I, I just assumed that, that she wasn't around anymore. So the news actually caught me by surprise. I, I guess I had missed all the time she showed up at like Disney conventions and, and like the grand opening of the mermaid attraction. Yeah. With DCA. Jody Benson. Like, yeah, she wrote it with Jody Benson. Yeah. Completely missed all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I knew she was around and she was making it. She'd made appearances up till just a few years ago, I think. So, um, yeah. So a remarkable woman. Oh, and, uh, you know, we're talking about D23 Expo, you know, and they're going to launch the celebrating the 100th anniversary of the club. Disney Editions starting to announce the books associated with it. They're going to come out in 2023. I don't know if you've seen these yet, Craig. They're available available for pre-order on Amazon. So quick, get it in before they uh, run out of stock and you get canceled. (laughs) Um, That's never (laughs) happened before with a Disney book. Yeah, one is the official Walt Disney quote book, and where where they've put together, I guess they've they just gathered up a whole lot of Walt's quotes. But then the other interesting one, the story of Disney, one hundred years of wonder. So I have um, pre-ordered those today. Yeah, the second book intrigues me. Like I, I doubt it. Uh, I, I I'm guessing it's more of like a coffee table book over Disney than it is, uh, you know, a, a biography of the hundred years and everything to cover. But yeah, we love a good coffee table book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's like $60 right now on Amazon, I think, but it'll, uh, it'll come down, but yeah. yeah, it looks like, it looks like I'm just trying to bring it up right now. They don't show too much, but yeah, it does look like it looks. It says that, uh, yeah, it's a coffee table book, showcases the company's history and rich legacy, past, present, and future through vibrant voices and rare Disney concept art and photographs. So it's so it sounds mm. like it'll be good. So it's an official companion to the touring exhibition by the Walt Disney Archives. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna have to uh, after we're done recording. I'm gonna have to track it down and place my pre-order, and yeah. uh, hope that you know, hope that I get it. If not, I'm sure they'll try to have it on sale for D23 Expo, and I'm sure someone will be signing it, and then I'll I'll forget to cancel my pre-order, and then I'll end up with multiple books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I always um yeah I try to keep track of that. Now I'm trying to get I'm trying to get better about that. So anyway, so yeah, so that's, so that's, so that's it. So I'm sure there'll be more things rolling out, but we'll see. But yeah, this one is due to come out on uh, March 7th. I think both of the books I mentioned, the supposedly their publication date is March 7th, 2023. 
Well, I mean, it wouldn't be a D23 Expo, but who knows? It, it we the, the 50th anniversary book for Walt Disney World was supposed to be on, you know, supposed to be released before the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World on Amazon and then didn't pop up for months and months later if your pre-order didn't get canceled. So maybe it comes out at D23 Expo and then it just hits Amazon later. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I know. And now that book, the Walt Disney World book, it's in our Hallmark store here in town. So it's everywhere. <laughs> so wild to me. <laughs> I know. I know. And just to let folks know, if you are in Disneyland August 12th to the 14th, I will. I am planning to be there. So I hope you will come up and say hello. And uh, day, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so yell it at you as they see you. <laughs> oh, yes. Scream. <laughs> that's right that's right so maybe we can share a churro or something like that so okay well craig until next time how can our listeners connect with you uh, as always you can hear me on the different Diz Unplug shows that are out there you can follow me on facebook twitter and instagram at teleclaster and you can email me craig at disneyinfo.com but what about you michael you can send me messages at michaelbowling at disneyinfo.com. Twitter, I'm at mbowling121. Facebook, michaelbowling connecting with Walt. And Instagram, michaelbowlingthediz. And you can connect with me and Craig on Twitter at connectingwalt. If you would like to listen to more shows on the history of Walt Disney, his studio, his Imagineers, and Disneyland, check out our Disneyland podcast archives for my Disney history episodes on the link Craig includes in our show notes or at disneyplug.com. And look for past episodes of Connecting with Walt on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Pandora, and Amazon podcasts, where you can subscribe to our show and leave some positive reviews and ratings when possible. So thank you for making us a part of your day. And remember, I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a man, Walt Disney, and his brother Roy. Roy.